Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, there's uh, wild stuff going on in D.C. today. Uh, Yeah, the House of Representatives is having a hearing over contempt of Congress charges against Hunter Biden, the president's son, of course, because he refused to comply with a subpoena. He said, hey, I want to testify in public, not behind closed doors. And Mm -hmm. then House Republicans who were running the show said, no, you got to sit down behind closed doors first. That's how we're going to conduct this investigation. Hunter Biden said no. So they're having this hearing. And I'm just kind of keeping an ear on it. That's what I'm thinking. And then all of a sudden I get the alert. Hunter Biden shows up. He shows up with his lawyers and his gangster Mm -hmm. wannabe uh, entourage to actually attend this hearing. So he's sitting there in the audience for a portion of the proceedings today. Um, And unfortunately, and you know, you know what? I don't even want to give my take. I don't want to poison the well here. Okay. Okay. But here, here's a little snapshot of how it went. Hunter Biden shows up to this contempt of Congress hearing, uh, and Republicans are trying to get their shots in as much as possible. Uh, Republican Representative Nancy Mace decided she was going to swing for the fences. I don't know if she had rehearsed this ahead of time or what, but here's how that went. Okay. Um, first of all, my first question is who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. Um, second question, you are the epitome of white privilege, coming into the oversight committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here and... M- Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. Mr. Chairman, um, if the, the lady recognized... If the gentle lady wants to hear from Hunter Biden, we can hear from him right now, Mr. Chairman. Let's take a vote and hear from I'm Hunter speaking. Biden. What are, are you afraid of? To speak? Hold on, you afraid hold on. Of? Now then, are women allowed to speak here and all that? I, okay. To me, it, you're you're letting Hunter win when you start going off like that. I agree. I agree. Because don't you think they want a circus? Absolutely. The Democrats want a circus. Hunter Biden's lawyers want a circus. Yep. And you know, mainstream media is not going to pick up on the ridiculous arguments that Democrats are making with regards to the contempt of Congress thing. Now they're going to focus on the fact that, you know, Nancy Mace is screeching and other Republican representatives start screeching and it just becomes this circus. And in the end, Hunter Biden, well, he just kind of looks like a dude who showed up and then got berated and left. He's a punk, though. That's a punk. Well, sure he is. We all know that, you know. Yes. But the political move, it's like they set the trap and some Republicans fell right into it. Because all I'm thinking is when something like this happens. What are they trying to distract from? Well, there's a lot going on. I mean, the Mayorkas impeachment. Uh, you have the immigration problem, obviously. You have the whole story with Fannie Willis, the DA in Georgia. That thing is blowing up. I mean, all of these different stories right now, none of them are good for Biden. Yeah. None. And all of a sudden, the sympathy card can get played from legacy media about Hunter Biden. He just showed up to this thing. Yeah. 
And as David said, then gets berated. Yeah, and, and Republicans couldn't help but take the bait. And they do this all the time. And it's frustrating to watch. I know some people were kind of cheering it on. Maybe that's your opinion. I don't know. I'm kind of watching the whole thing and going, this is dumb. And Republicans, guys and ladies, you have to look like the adults in the room. And you failed at that today. I think you're right. Some people will dig what Nancy Mace had to say there. But in the end, all I'm thinking about when a story like this is happening is, all right, what's What's the independents thinking right now? What are they thinking as far as this? And my guess would be, you know what? This is why I can't stand politicians. And I can't stand the likes of Hunter Biden. I wish they would all go away. But unfortunately, we have to live with these people. Okay? And they probably think that they're both ridiculous. And it's probably not going to have an influence one way or another the way they're going to vote this year. But here we go. But he's just such Might a Might as well punk. enjoy the ride. He's such a smug punk. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just it really, I mean, again, I mean, you can take issue with Nancy Mason. I understand what you're saying. I get it. But at the same time, this guy parades around. He's the he's the bulletproof guy. You can't get me. You're not going to get me. Watch watch what I do. Yes. And, and I, I, I agree with the falling into the trap thing. I get it. I understand. But at the same time. It's like I sit there and go, no, he should be called out as the punk that he is. I get it. I get it. But at the same okay, we can go over this more. I, than I, know, I, I know. I, I, I'm it's not 100% disagreeing with the take. I'm just saying I get it in terms of he's a punk and he needs to be called out because he hasn't been his entire life. He's going to get his. I hope I, you're I right. I truly believe that he's going to get his. Um, something else that's going on. Um, what Trump's lawyer said, David. About assassinating political rivals. Oh, the, this yeah. whole thing. I mean... <laughs> Again, it's it's so ridiculous. So many different ways. Yeah. Uh, all right. So um, let, let's see. You got Donald Trump in court yesterday making his case that he has immunity from all the January 6th related prosecutions, the post-election uh, mm-hmm. claims of voter fraud, etc. cetera, uh, because his argument, I think it's a pretty good one, is that I was acting as my role as president. You can say it was wrong. But that is within the realm of my responsibility. So how can you prosecute me for that? Now, his lawyers are also arguing that he can't be prosecuted because he wasn't impeached and convicted by the Congress. And so there was this back and forth with one of the judges. And this uh, this exchange has now morphed into Trump supports killing political opponents. <laughs> <laughs> Could a president who ordered SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival who was not impeached, would he be subject to criminal prosecution? If he were impeached and convicted first. And so, so your answer is, is no. Is, my answer is qualified, yes. There is a political process that would have to occur under our, the structure of our Constitution, which would require impeachment and conviction by the Senate. In these exceptional cases, as the OLC memo itself points out from the Department of Justice, you'd expect a speedy impeachment and conviction. But what the founders were much more worried about, the abuse of the criminal process for political purposes to disable the presidency from factions and political opponents. And, of course, that's exactly what we see in this case. <laughs> So making the argument, look, we're, yeah. we're, we're talking about avoiding malicious prosecution of a political opponent. And all of a sudden this judge is like, yeah, but could SEAL Team 6 murder somebody on behalf of the president? Oh, my gosh. Again, going back to the Hunter Biden thing, it's, it's the distraction from all this yeah. other ridiculousness. And that in and of itself is ridiculous. 
The other story out there is Lloyd Austin, the defense secretary. Yeah. It goes just gone. Doesn't let anybody know. Or did he let the right people know? We're still trying to figure it all out because you're hearing different stories about that. Yeah, Lloyd Austin, the secretary of defense, was in the ICU last week, and nobody knew about it until several days into his stay there. Uh, and yesterday we found out the reason why. He has prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a procedure done in December, but then there was some sort of infection, which sent him to the hospital last week. And the line from the White House right now, not kidding, is that Joe Biden found out that his defense secretary had prostate cancer at about the same time as the rest of us. Yeah, found it out in early December, had the procedure yeah. on the 22nd, was out the 23rd complications. You know, they said urinary tract infection. Back in the hospital on the 1st for a few days, doesn't let anybody know. But the chief of staff for him had the flu. <laughs> All I'm thinking is, what is going on? Yeah. I mean, I can remember when you had to open a store, if you worked at one, whether it was a fast food place like a McDonald's, a music store, whatever, if you were the person that had to open, you had to let other people know if you had the flu. Just because you have the flu doesn't mean uh, it just couldn't call anybody to let them know. What? Where else does this happen? But that's well, the story. And so John Kirby's out there. Yeah. You know, and he's he doesn't know what to say. Well, it's it's funny too because the reporters are like, "Wait a minute, tell me that again, John." That the Secretary of Defense didn't know, or I'm sorry, didn't tell the president that he had a potentially very serious illness right now, like it, with the climate the way it is right now. Yes, the president didn't know that his Secretary of Defense had prostate cancer until the rest of America knew. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> so here's here's some of the back and forth. It's crazy. He was not informed until last Friday that Secretary Austin was in the hospital. He was not informed until this morning that the root cause of that hospitalization was prostate cancer. Well, congratulations on one thing. They found out the root cause of something. something. Right, exactly. Yeah. There's one. Is that because the White House knew and didn't inform the president or because Secretary Austin chose not to share that with the president? Nobody at the White House knew that Secretary Austin had prostate cancer until this morning. That's unreal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> More on that a little bit later. Yeah. The back and forth with he it's... and Peter Ducey was a whole lot of fun. So somebody's watching television and sees it. And then alerts the president. Right. <laughs> this well, is this is nuts. That that's the old Obama line, right? How many times did the guy say, "Oh, I heard about it, uh, reading the news"? Right. Come on. Then I don't know if you happen to see this. You, know, you got the huge problem at the southern border, and of course you're hearing from the mayors of Chicago and New York, and you know we're overrun with people here illegally. So bad that a New York City high school is now forcing students into remote learning to make room for people here illegally. They got the cots coming in. It's unbelievable. <laughs> this is truly unbelievable. It really was. Yeah, it is. And you had, you know, angry parents outside. Wait, wait our kids have to go into remote learning to make room for people here illegally to basically live at the school? And no answers? Like, how long is this going to take? How long are they going to be here? Not quite sure. 
Um, one mom was especially angry. Um, I have some of the audio. How does it feel that you kicked all the kids out of school tomorrow? How does it feel? You feel good? I hope you feel good. I hope you all sleep really well tonight. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And someone asked her something about what's your problem or whatever, whatever. Why are you and yelling at them? Why are you yelling? Because I have a right to. That's why. That's why. Because I'm an agitated mother. That's why. Because I have rights too. Mm-hmm. I'm an agitated mother. How is this happening? Remote learning again? Yeah. That's how far this has gone. Well, again, I mean, somebody brought up the idea that, you know, how long before they force private ownership of homes to take in X number of migrants based on the capacity in your own household. Well, they, they can't legally do that, but well, um, but they have already floated true. that. I mean, Eric Adams has floated that idea. Remember, they, uh, the mayor of New York... They said, yeah, we're asking anybody who might have some extra square footage uh, to take in somebody. And uh, then people said, hey, well, how about the how about the mayor's residence first? Yeah. Well, actually, I can't do that. That would be illegal. OK. Well, how long before they go? We'll give you five thousand uh, dollars a week to house two migrants. You could see it happening. Uh, yeah, we'll take them. Sure. We got a basement. No problem. We'll see. Then you're just writing checks. I mean, it, this is insanity. Yes. But, hey, man, you guys in New York, you voted for this crap. You voted for it. You <laughs> voted for it. I have sympathy. I know. But it, it runs its course. Same thing in Chicago. You voted for that clown. You voted for that guy. Yeah. You get, and did you A lot think, of those policies. You just didn't think it would go this far and affect right. you. And he told you that was his policy. Well, yeah, they're but all they didn't waving think the it would affect them. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get to something else. I just let you rant for a Gee. while. I know it's like insane. Okay, and David, we got to get to this. I know you have the audio. The Boeing CEO got emotional talking about that door that fell off the plane. Yeah. That much more coming up right here. here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. My doctor told me my blood pressure is borderline. I figured I could worry about it or do something about it. So I took control with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. It works safely and naturally to help maintain healthy blood pressure with a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals. And it's odor-free. I'm taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. This report is sponsored by IBM. Oil and gas companies are constantly adapting to a rapidly changing landscape. IBM's Institute for Business Value surveyed 2,000 executives in 25 countries for the Digital Energy Company of the Future study. What they learned is that price volatility, aging infrastructure, and more are in a balancing act with increased customer expectations and disrupted ecosystems. Phil Spring, IBM Consulting Energy and Resources Leader. For these companies, this is about transitioning to a future of low-carbon energy and products. But it's also about value and profit as well as purpose. 
So of the companies that we surveyed, what we refer to as visionary vanguards, they are taking transformative action. They're using digital technologies and data, and they're integrating sustainability into their investment cases to help transform to the digital energy company of the future. If oil and gas companies stay focused on implementing database decision-making, embedding AI and automation in the business, and aligning sustainability goals with digital transformation, they will be on their way to becoming the digital energy companies of the future. To learn more, visit ibm.com slash IBV. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so the Boeing CEO, who is he talking to? Well, so as investigators are still trying to figure out exactly why a door popped off of one of their 737 MAX airplanes while it was 16,000 feet in the Jeez, air. man. Uh, by the way, a Portland area teacher named Bob found the door himself, um, mm-hmm. but the feds are still looking for the bolts that were supposed to be holding the thing on. In place, you know. Meanwhile, the CEO of Boeing, his name is Dave Calhoun, he had a company-wide meeting, sort of rallying the troops, right? Getting together, saying, hey, we're going to get to the bottom of this, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't know what happened to whoever was supposed to be in the seat next to that hole in the airplane. I got kids, I got grandkids, and so do you. We're going to have to demonstrate it by our actions, our willingness to work directly and transparently with them, and to make sure they understand that every airplane that Boeing has its name on that's in this sky is, in fact, safe. Mm-hmm. I got All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't think he went full-on cry there, did he? <laughs> there was a choked up. There was a hint of a choking up. Yeah, yes. there, there was the pregnant pause there, and I don't know. To me, it, it, look, the guy's in a tough spot, and I'm not saying... He obviously he's not the guy who's supposed yeah. to be checking every bolt on every airplane. Right. He's the CEO. At the same time, maybe I'm on an island on this part. I don't really want the CEO of Boeing right now getting choked up and all emotional and in his feels. I want him pissed off. You're like, listen, yeah, I'm as out- I'm more outraged than you are about this. Yeah. See, it's hard for me because we were interviewed one time uh, by a local news station about the return of Scott Robbins after his heart attacks, and I started getting emotional on camera. So (laughs) who am I to say? I thought that was a different circumstance. Maybe this guy is putting himself, maybe he's thinking, what if that was my kid? Mm Mm-hmm. And well, the bolts in my chest are firm. Did, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> did an extra little check there. That's right. Last well, time he, you he didn't mechanics. go Van Jones or that Capehart guy the other day. Right. <laughs> I mean, this really did happen. Yeah. By the way, you know, putting himself or, or thinking about his kid, you know, the kid that his shirt got ripped off. Yeah. Yeah. So he had to go sit somewhere after that happened. Yeah. He sits next to this lady, asks for a selfie. Have you heard this part of the no, story? I no, oh, I the haven't. lady, yes, yeah, she talked about it. You stay there, we got minutes coming, okay? Don't worry about nothing. No, 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 no. No, the other clip of the kid, the kid that had his shirt ripped off of him. We do have that audio. It's somewhere. Somebody had jumped yes. over me to sit down in that empty seat, and I just thought, where did you come from? Like, why are you? I didn't know what was going on, and all of a sudden, somebody new was sitting next to me, and he didn't have a shirt on. It was just like one of those two hands down, like, both yeah. take a selfie. <laughs> like, as a mom, I was not thinking of it as a selfie moment, but as a 15-year-old, you probably, I just realized that it was and his- there you go. That was it. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
<laughs> Isn't that wild? I, I don't know how you... I didn't know what was going on. The door blew up the airplane. Right. Yeah. How do you not know what's going on? Well, she didn't know why he was sitting next to her. Like, all of a sudden, he's there. What happened? How did he end up here? Jeez. I don't know. Oh, great. That's a great story. Yeah, I thought that it was is. actually pretty yeah. interesting. Is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, biggest story today, David. Uh, probably that uh, Hunter Biden defiantly oh. shows up at yeah. the contempt of Congress hearing. And mean old Republicans pounced on him. And here we go. Okay. We need to get to that. Uh, somebody said the president incited an erection. Yep. That's what they said. I didn't. We'll get to it all coming up right here. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We're going to make it through today. David may lose his mind. I may lose my voice. Yeah. Robbins, who knows? We'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm the wild card, huh? <laughs> Always. All right. Always. You got a lot of comments on Instagram yesterday on a post our producer put out there, Andres. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you haven't uh, checked it out on Instagram, Andres put some funny stuff out there. That's for sure. Um, this ended up being funny. I don't think she meant it as funny, David. No, in defending Hunter Biden, the Biden administration, Alejandro Mayorkas, etc. Washington Democrat Representative Pramila Jayapal wanted to talk about Trump's genitals. What? Hmm. What? Let's talk about the fact that President Trump incited an erection. Uh, and <laughs> maybe that, too. <laughs> Yeah, you could talk about that, too, I guess. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about that, too. The president incited an insurrection. Hmm. Not the first time that's happened. I mean, Chuck no, Schumer, what was it, the day of or the day after? Or maybe it was during the impeachment trial where Chuck Schumer also said that Trump incited an erection. He did. But didn't correct himself, if memory serves correctly here. He just sort of did one of those, <sighs> like... <laughs> I disappointed myself kind of size. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things. It's like you uh, you were always told getting into this business, you mispronounce or you make a mistake. You yeah. just roll over and keep going. Right. Uh, not on this show. We try well, to call each other well, out constantly. That's a tough one, too. I mean, it's, well, it's not she knew it right well, away. Well, yeah. yeah and, and I don't know if that was Freudian or not. I mean. You wonder. Yeah. Now. What's the matter with this computer? The Schumer thing I have. Incited the erection. Insurrection. Oh, there he is. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Repeat himself. That's right. The erection insurrection. Yes. <laughs> I think that was... maybe it's a part of their soul that still is crying, to be honest, that knows that wasn't a real insurrection. Yeah. And they can't get themselves to say it. And so it just comes out a right. different way. The erection. Yeah. <clears throat> Because, Chuck, you really know. Yeah. You know better than that. Let's talk about the fact that President Trump incited an erection. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, look, I mean, it, it, I don't know if you were following the news uh, south of the border in Ecuador. Did yeah. you see any of the video coming out of there? 
That's an insurrection. That that's you, what you were you were giving it to us. It was off air yesterday, but you yeah. were giving us the play by play. Well, so what happened there was there's this major cartel uh, drug kingpin guy uh, who was supposed to be transferred to a maximum security uh, facility in Ecuador, uh, but on like what the day before he was to be transferred, he managed to escape. And then all hell broke loose. And a whole lot of, I guess, members of his gang decided to go and try to take over the country. I mean, they were executing soldiers. They were they they walked into the the uh, one of the major broadcast uh, facilities and live on the air. Like, there's one video where a dude's holding a shotgun to the head of an anchor. Yeah, yeah. crazy. I mean, that that's what overthrowing a government. That's what an attempt to overthrow a government looks like. You weepy fools who are like, oh, January 6th, that's the right. We almost lost the country. Nuh-uh. Nope. That's not how it Or, Dude, uh, the TV anchor, one of these guys has a what appears to be a stick of dynamite and, and stuck oh, yeah. it in the guy's front shirt pocket or coat pocket. Yeah, terrifying. I, I got to ask you this, too, because I don't know if you were talking about different things you were seeing online. Um, and we're doing other things. Did someone get shot? Yes. Yeah, I saw one of the videos. Uh, I, I don't. I don't remember where exactly this was. They went into a university as well, uh, but they had hostages. And there was one video that was making the rounds where uh, the hostages, one of them, is dragged up off the floor and lynched. Oh and then goodness. another was, as I was watching it. I mean, that's the. The crazy part of following news in, in the 21st century is you can watch these things in real time almost. Right. Um, is these guys, these menacing-looking dudes, grab one of the hostages, puts him down on the ground, puts a pistol behind his head, and pulls the trigger. Mm. And, I mean, that's that's a coup. That's like that. That's a violent uprising. Okay? Yes. I mean, it's terrible. It's tragic. Well, the whole thing, too, man. When the people on the left are talking about this insurrection, and I know that most people don't know, and we're learning. Learned it the other day uh, from Clay Higgins, rep from Louisiana, who was talking to Tucker Carlson about it. There are 200 people working either with or for the FBI dressed as Trump supporters at the Capitol that day to help shepherd people around. <laughs> That's not an insurrection. No. But they're just going to keep going with that entire line because enough people are brainwashed in the country that only get their news from certain places and they're going to keep believing that yeah it was an insurrection it's it's very difficult to watch that day after day after day and then to hear back from people that actually believe it anyway could go on and on about that let's talk about the fact that president trump yeah, incited an erection yeah of course yeah. thank you honey thank you <laughs> anyway Okay, it's that time to show. Okay, made you laugh. <laughs> made you laugh. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right, that time of the show may not be the biggest story out there, but it got your attention. Today, David, what's your story? Um, did you see what happened with the Securities and Exchange Commission yesterday? So there's this long-awaited decision involving Bitcoin and, and what they're going to allow, what the financial regulator is going to allow uh, to be traded and whatnot. And the SEC tweeted out confirmation that they were going to allow this. 
And so the price of Bitcoin sky, like goes way up because people are really excited about all of it. And then it turns out that the SEC's Twitter account got hacked. And so someone had posted that message. And then, you know, the, after the initial spike, uh, the value of Bitcoin went down. The price of Bitcoin went down, slid back below, what, $46,000. Um, now, apparently, a lot of people were asking, like, what? how did this happen? How do you have this pretty significant government entity that apparently is this vulnerable on a social media website with the ability to move the markets? You know, uh, X came out and said, oh, uh, they didn't have two, two, uh, what is it? Uh, two factor authentication enabled. Oh my God. So this basic security stuff, the sec didn't have, uh, readily available evidently. That's really frightening. Yeah, it is. I mean, in the same week you find out the secretary of defense didn't let anyone know that he was in the hospital for days and the person then that was supposed to let people know had the flu so they couldn't who's running the joint <laughs> what's going on that's a wild yeah, what story kind David. Of severe case of the flu do you have that you can't pick up the freaking I phone know, i know we going on that again uh for what's your story, Scott? What do you got today? Uh, well, CBS uh, is reporting that Governor Greg Abbott's effort to bus migrants to cities run by Democrats has already cost the state of Texas more than $100 million. A new CBS News investigation found out. That is costing Texas? Yes, $100 million to bus all these migrants to other cities. Did you know that? How? Well, uh, Greg Abbott said, well, it costs us $12 billion to house them in one city. <laughs> So 100 million, 12 billion, we'll take the 100 million. Yeah, that makes sense. You jackasses. Yeah, I mean, it's just, this is what they do. They don't deal with the real problem. They want to tell you, 100 million dollars of taxpayer money being used to <laughs> What's the number again that's, that's cost Texas just to bus people? 100 million. How much are the buses? Well, there's a lot of buses apparently leaving the station. I understand that. I do. I would imagine there's food, there's housing, yeah, and other I, things that have to take place. Yes. That just seems like a lot of dough. Well, that's according to CBS News anyway. Well, I mean, and you're talking about government spending, whether it's well, federal, that, state, they, whatever. Right. And they wanted Are they to shopping make, they for the to, best deal? Right. And they wanted to make this part of the story. The hundred right. million dollars they, did. they actually wanted to make that only part of the story. Yeah, it's costing people. So in Texas, Texas too. is supposed to say, "Thank you, sir. I'll have another every single freaking time." Yeah. Okay. For my story. Million dollars. Yeah. By, what I, by the way, that that amounts to only a thousand dollars per illegal immigrant that's been shipped out. Oh, okay. Not such a bad deal. No. Just the number is sticker shock. I yeah. guess. Okay. Makes sense. For my story today, um, it's part of polling. And part of the reason I'm picking this at this moment is to just lighten it up. Maybe, well, who knows? Maybe you're going to get ticked off, Scott. Uh, just people on social media talking about everyday things that people do that are super disrespectful. Huh. So I was going to ask you both on a scale from 1 to 10, how disrespectful do you think this is? Things you see often. 10 being highest, I'm guessing. Yes. Right, okay. Uh People mention a lot abandoning stuff in a store, like in the wrong place or shelf. They're just too lazy to return it to where they first got it. Yeah, doesn't happen that often. 
Yeah, it doesn't but, bother you. No, never that's really. a, that's about an eight for me. It happens okay. all the time, and as somebody's worked in retail, Burlington it is really Coke factory. Yeah, I haven't worked retail, so it doesn't bug me that much. I mean, it doesn't happen that often, so I'll say two. It, it does happen a lot. Maybe I mean, I even at a music it. store. I mean, I'm dating myself, yeah. but man, the cassettes are all over. You, it's <laughs> labeled. Yeah, Just put it back. Yeah. Another one. Parents who let their kids run amok in public places and don't do anything when a kid makes a nuisance of themselves. Right. Nine. Nine. Yeah. Me too. Yep. Get a hold of the kid. Nine and a half for me. (laughs) (laughs) Neighbors who don't respect the quiet hours, especially after midnight. I haven't had to deal with that in a long time. I haven't either. I can remember it. Yeah. It was a nuisance. Yeah. It was a nuisance when they told me to quiet down, basically. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, drivers who hang out in the left lane, scale of 1 to 10. Nine. It, it, it kind of depends on what the traffic is like anyway but and, and what the situation is. I mean, there was one time where I got stuck behind somebody going 50 and uh, driving through Ohio, and it's like, dude, I, they were just completely locked side by side on this two-lane road. Yeah, that makes me crazy. Yeah. Okay. By the way, it does seem having ridden with you scott many times you do get agitated quick yeah i do i do i'll admit that but you may make just as many mistakes driving never (laughs) okay perfect in every way again talking about everyday things people do that others find super disrespectful uh people who park in designated spaces that don't pertain to them yeah curbside pickup uh people with disabilities things like that veterans can there's like where I buy groceries, there's like four slots for vet, vets. Yeah. And you see these clowns pull in, and you know damn good and well they haven't served anyone but themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you know? You just know. Well, there is the pregnancy issue because right. some women are not showing yet. Right. And as a dude, you're never going to say anything. But you, right. I've heard other women say, is she really pregnant? That's for more people that show. I don't know the rule on that. Yeah. Well, I, I park there now because I got a beer gut, and I'm I'm going to look at anybody who looks at me twice and say, how dare you assume my gender? That's right. Oh, there you go. There you go. And you got the beard. Yeah. yeah. Which it makes it even better. Yeah, absolutely. Men can get pregnant, I'm told. Oh, boy. And then not flushing the toilet in public restrooms. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's the Yes, because I got to do the one foot on on the, on the flush, <laughs> flushing thing. And if you ever see it, you will let everyone know when you come out of there. Hey, yeah, how about a courtesy flush? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Just letting it stew in there. Yes. Well, the courtesy is while you're still sitting there. Well, because, I mean, when you're gonna leave, well, you just don't leave it there. Well, if what do you sitting, think? It's automatic. Yeah. Well, some are now. Some are, but not all. Yeah, not all. Man, that's like a crime against humanity. No. Why do you do that to your fellow man? I don't understand it. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Had to lighten it up there a little bit. A lot to get to. Um, There is new polling from Gallup. You will find very interesting. It's good news. Straight ahead.
Jackson Hewitt has a plan to get your tax refund fast with a buck, buck here, buck, buck there, here, buck, there, buck, everywhere, buck, buck. You don't have to wait weeks for your tax refund. Get money sooner with a no-fee refund advance loan at Jackson Hewitt. On this loan, there's a money today guarantee. E-I-E-I-D-O. Settle for chicken feed. Get fast bucks at Jackson Hewitt today. No fee refund advance loans by Republic Bank offered to eligible clients. Money today guarantee if approved for a loan on a prepaid card. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Yo, Scotty, I know you love watching sports. Have you heard about the new way sports fans are adding to their excitement while watching their favorite team? Of course I have. It's Prize Picks. It's the largest daily sports fantasy platform in North America. Sports fans everywhere love Prize Picks. So what's all the excitement about? Prize Picks makes daily fantasy sports easy. Instead of battling thousands of players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projection and then watch the winnings roll in. Yeah, Prize Picks is real simple to play. You make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. That's right, Jamie. This week, I'm uh, thinking of taking... Don't even say it. Don't say it. No. You'll jinx them. Well, here's the good news about that. Prize Picks even has a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Go to pricepicks.com slash MBCR and use code MBCR for a first deposit match of up to $100. Go to pricepicks.com slash MVCR and use the code MVCR for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Yeah, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Hey, this is good news, huh? Yeah, uh, can't wait to see how Republicans screw this up, though. Uh, this is from Gallup, new new polling. They, they tracked such things, obviously. And it's the percentage of young males who are identifying as conservative or Republican, including leaning. Uh, in 2013, it was about 38%. Uh, in 2023, it's 49%. And to me, it's not all that surprising why. I mean, the culture is telling young men that any form of masculinity is toxic. Yep. Uh, and, you know, best case scenario, just chop the wean off and become a woman. I mean, that's it's yeah. it, it's got to be tough being a young man right now. I see a lot of young men revolting against that. And there are plenty of voices out there for the young men. More so than there was a number of years ago, for sure. That's really interesting. And I'm still hung up on the difference between conservative and Republican. (laughs) Because the good news is, from the headline, young men are moving to be more conservative, which is certainly better than Republican. Because Republicans can certainly let you down. See that again and again and again. But I I understand where they, you know, kind of loop it all together. Speaking of young people, man... I heard the podcast Jordan Peterson had with the former KGB spy, Jack Barsky. And if you don't know his story, um, he was a sleeper agent inside the United States from like 1978 to 1988. It's a fascinating story. But near the end of the interview, Peterson asked, hey, if you had advice, you know, for young people, what would you say to them? 
and I thought this was great. Well, if uh, I would say if you re respect yourself, you don't want to be a fool, do you? I'm talking to a young person now. You don't want to be a fool. So you are being fooled all the time, I tell you that. You need to go check out the truth and not just take it in as it's being presented to you the same way I took it in. Uh, but the difference is we didn't have a marketplace of opportunities. There, There is a marketplace of opportunities. You can find out the undeniable truth. You're being lied to all the time. Something we and, say. And uh, that makes you a puppet. And it, that, that takes it, your, the individual, individuality out of you, who you are. And he goes on to say, who's a puppet and who's happy? Mm. It's not what you were designed to be. Like, man, that's really good advice, especially the part that you're being lied to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Hey, it's Jamie Markley. David Van Camp. Me, Scott Robbins. From the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Where we turn mundane into madness. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening on the radio. But have you dared to join in the fun online? Follow us on Instagram for video and behind-the-scenes content. Hey, is that a good idea that we do that? Sure, why not? You can also yell at us on X or Twitter. It's that thing Elon Musk runs. And Facebook, because Grandma deserves a daily dose of Barkley Van Camp and Robin. Yeah, stop doom-scrolling and stalking your old high school classmates. Search MVCR Show on Instagram, X, and Facebook. Because life's too short for boring radio shows. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so Hunter Biden pulled the old stunt today. Yeah, uh, the House of Representatives was having a contempt of Congress hearing uh, today uh, because, well, they, they want to hold him in contempt because he didn't show up for a uh, an interview and he ignored a subpoena. Hunter Biden has said, I just want to testify in public. I don't want to do the behind closed doors thing. House Republicans say that's not how we are going to conduct this investigation. You don't get to call the shots. Um, and so today, as they're doing this, Hunter Biden shows up out of nowhere. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like a WWE, you know, like Monday Night Raw or something where here he comes, Hunter Biden. Oh, my gosh, he's shocking the fans. And so then there was some screaming back and forth. Uh, and uh, the uh, the press swarm around him in the hallway Yes. was actually kind of funny. And I will say this, I was frustrated by how some of the Republicans in the hearing uh, handled themselves because I thought you're just, you're all you're doing is giving him a massive win by acting like clowns because that's what he wants. He wants to provoke that kind of reaction. That being said, if somebody's going to troll the dude in the hallway who's not an elected member of Congress, I'm fine with it. And that's what happened today as the lawyer was trying to give a statement to the press. Okay. Roll it. Do you please, I'll answer your question if you be quiet and let me make a statement, okay? What kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? Did he say what kind of crack? Yeah. Do you yeah, usually what kind smoke? of crack do you usually smoke? What kind of crack do you usually smoke, Mr. Biden? 
I didn't know there was a difference. I, I was going to say, I feel really uneducated right now. Are there different flavors like weed? Like Palm All Crack and Marlboro Light Crack? I don't know. Well, David, help. There's like fancy laboratory crack, and then there's <laughs> uh, cooked on a dirty stove crack. <laughs> <laughs> what was the Marion Berry crack back in the day? Stovetop. Yeah. Oh, got it. That was, yeah. That was, that was Jiffy Pop crack. <laughs> right, Jiffy yeah. Pop. I was thinking of Marion Barry yesterday's top of mind, I think. Really? Yes, because I heard this interview with Michelle Obama, mm-hmm. and it was the race-baiting stuff that she's been doing for a while. She's famous for. Um, talking about how there is a, a, there's a different bar for blacks, and talking about Claudine Gay at Harvard, things like that. And if you're a, like a black president like her husband... Because you, you heard the whole bit, her talking about how she's terrified oh, yeah. by the 2024 election and Keep what it may bring. Yeah. Um, but then she was able to work this into... I mean, the bars are different for people in life. That I've learned. Mm-hmm. This is the thing about being another. Mm-hmm. You learn how to be excellent all the time mm-hmm. because you can't be less than. Mm-hmm. other people. Unless you're Marion Barry or Hank Johnson or... Maybe we could go on, but anyway. Other people can. Other people can be indicted a bunch of times and still oh. run for, for office. Mm-hmm. Black man can't. You just learn to be good, and in the end, you benefit from that extra resilience. Mm. You know, you could be mad about it, but it also makes you more equipped, mm. right? But it's still not fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Marion Barry, you mentioned former mayor of D.C., actually had a political comeback after getting caught well, yes. with the whole crack cocaine thing. Right. Hey, wait a second. Did she start to talk about um, the how unfair things are, but it makes you stronger and yeah. it makes you better? I didn't think you were supposed to do that, but I don't know the rules. No, I don't know. I think was it, Wasn't that what some of the... Um, black Americans were saying when they were writing the laws in Florida, as far as education goes. Oh, and, about about how some slaves picked up skills that they were able to use later on. Yes. Yeah. About through hardship, you can actually find not necessarily a benefit, but you can find a way to rise up and overcome. Yes. Well, I mean, we're not talking about slavery here with Michelle Obama. She's well, just no. talking about racism. But I didn't think you were supposed to say that because they got in trouble for that in Florida. Right? Yeah. right? You know, I can go ADD theater for a second. I've brought clips on before from Glenn Lowry and John McCorder, who I have a lot of respect for. I mean, to me, they're two intellectual heavyweights, black men. Mm-hmm. Um, one at Brown, one at Columbia. And they talk about race issues. And I'm always interested to hear what they have to say. And they were talking about affirmative action just recently with Claudine Gay and getting fired. And McCorder had a whole piece in the failing New York Times, and he's getting ripped for it from the left. Um, But I'll play you this clip. He is explaining why elites don't understand how he and Glenn Lowry think on affirmative action. Okay. So you, you know what? If this track, why more people don't think like us on this because of it's the hardest thing. Talk about what we need to make a movie about, or there should be a documentary about it. 
most people think affirmative action is just the thumb on the scale. Most black people would listen to you and think that you're against every student. There's this rainbow coalition of students who've all made 105%. And then somebody decides, well, let's make at least 13% of them black. And you're saying, no, let's not do that because some of the white kids had a few more AP courses. That's, of course, not how affirmative action works. It's about lowering standards. And I did a thing at Martha's Vineyard with our friend Randall Kennedy, where he and I locked horns and other people. Um, we were sponsored by Skip Gates and La Lawrence Tribe basically bitch slapped me because I spoke in the way that you and I talk. And, of course, you're just not supposed to think that way. And I'm trying to picture him doing this at Martha's Vineyard with yeah. these people. And, yeah, I'm sure it went over horribly. I'm, I'm over it. But the thing is, um, most people think it's just a thumb <laughs> on the scale. I wish the format of it had been so that I could actually answer him. But anyway, I'm, I'm almost done. But the point is, uh, here is this well-heeled, very nice, everybody's nice to me, you know, face-to-face, well-heeled black Martha's Vineyard audience. One of the worst I've had in years, because almost none of them understood that affirmative action in universities is about lowering standards. It, they don't want to hear it put that way, for one thing, but even if you explain what the data is, you can tell they really don't know. They think it's just a thumb on the scale and that certain evil people are against fairly allowing black people to have their slice of the pie. That is the, one of the hardest things. And I thought, you know what? That's so true. And people see it all the time. They're uncomfortable talking about it. But they think it. And that's the whole thing with Claudine Gay and Harvard. And when Michelle Obama goes into race baiting again, there's a good part of people in America. Like, listen, I've, I've listened to the argument. I've heard what you've had to say in the past. I'm past it. This has become a joke now. And you see, you see it for what it is. There's a clip we can get to later if you want. It's Lowry talking about how he's looking at students in his class and telling them, in so many words, you don't deserve to be here. The reason you're here is the color of your skin. And that's sad. And it's a disrespect to the students, to be honest, to put them in that position. It's not disrespect, in my opinion, from Glenn Lowry. It's from the system that does that. And not to yeah. mention the you know, Asian-American parents that are like, hey, my kid's got everything it takes to be here, and you're booting them out. That's not right. fair. That's, that's not a meritocracy. Well, nobody wants somebody to lie down so they can succeed. No, they don't. They want to succeed on their own merits because it feels good. Right. And you've earned your position and your place, and you know that because deep inside your brain, you know you didn't earn your position or your place. But if people are brought up that way, right, exactly. they become monsters. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. All right, David. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott has announced a milestone. What is the milestone? Yeah, Texas has transported over 100,000 migrants to sanctuary cities to relieve overwhelmed border towns. So you hit that 100,000 mark, which I really bring up because, you know, you hear the uh, mayors of New York, Chicago, etc., talking about how the migrant problem is all Greg Abbott's fault. 100,000 mm -hmm. is still only uh, maybe a third of the overall migrants that have wound up in their cities. Right. right. I mean, th that, you're you bring that point up, it's true. Yeah, you're, you're talking about 100,000 split among several different sanctuary cities, uh, whereas, uh, you know, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, is complaining about having to take care of 126,000 total. 
Right. Now, by the way, Greg Abbott's racist, too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you heard that, that from the mayor of Chicago. Yes. Because he's only picking on mayors of color. Yes. Yeah. He said that. Mm-hmm. Not mayors who openly have campaigned that they are sanctuary city. No, it has nothing to do with it. Of course it does. He's just uh, picking it's on got everything to do with it. <laughs> I know. Everything. I know. I know. Uh, David has other good news. Uh, 2024 is going to bring in a massive what? Oh, a uh, massive swarm of cicadas. Actually, there are two different broods, as they're known, that are going to be hatching simultaneously, uh, which hasn't happened uh, to this extent since, like, the early 1800s. Wow. And, well, if you're in the Midwest, yeah, this is the uh, periodical cicada brood. One is brood 13, set to emerge across parts of northern Illinois and Indiana in May. Uh, and then uh, you got another one around St. Louis that is going to be coming out. So the apocalypse is coming. All right. I'm just going to say it. The locusts. And I'm thinking Johnny Cash, the man comes mm-hmm. around. Buy guns and ammo. <laughs> plant the crisis garden. And pesticides. And get right with Jesus. Yeah. That was quoted, too. From someone just recently. Listener, oh, I get, so funny. I, I got that a lot. People want us to put it on a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, we could put it in a store and sell them. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, uh, you know what? Here's some good news. A uh, new record was broken. Uh, uh, nose whistle record? No, nose whistle? Yeah, did you know people could whistle out of their nose? No, I'd never heard of it before. I haven't either. Uh, but this woman's 44-decibel nose whistle has broken a record. Oh, my God. Yes, that's Lulu Lotus from Toronto. <laughs> She's a mom. Are you laughing at her name or the fact that she can nose whistle? No, Lulu, Lulu Lotus. <laughs> Sounds like someone who could do something like this, though, right? <laughs> Not sure what that means, Scott. Sounds very disrespectful. Yeah. It, apparently, it happened in 2022, but she recently found out it's official. And Guinness did a big write-up on it. Um, well, she can do it intentionally and even whistle songs. She's not totally sure how, but she thinks it has something to do with controlling the muscles in her throat. She learned that she could do this when she was seven years old. I'm thinking you want to hear an example. Yeah, I do. Of course you do. Course do. That's through her nose. You're happy and you know it, right? <laughs> See, it put a smile on everybody's face. Oh. Mission accomplished. We're going to make it. It's going to be all right. Wow. Can you imagine when she sleeps at night and that comes out of her? <laughs> Man. She snores Megadeth songs, actually. Yeah, no That's great. She said her five-year-old son can do it. Wow, it's inherited talent. Huh? Uh, apparently so. DNA. All right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Much more to get to. Oh, my gosh, the story of this doctor that blew the whistle on the transgender clinic. That and much more coming up right here. Action, you it 
has a plan to get your tax refund fast with a buck buck here, buck buck there, here buck there, buck everywhere, buck buck. You don't have to wait weeks for your tax refund. Get money sooner with a no fee refund advance loan at Jackson Hewitt. On this loan, there's a money today guarantee. E-I-E-I-D-O. Don't settle for chicken feed. Get fast bucks at Jackson Hewitt today. No fee refund advance loans by Republic Bank offered to eligible clients. Money today guarantee if approved for a loan on a prepaid card. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. My doctor told me my blood pressure is borderline. I figured I could worry about it or do something about it. So I took control with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. It works safely and naturally to help maintain healthy blood pressure with a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals. And it's odor-free. I'm taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. Imagine it's the final game of the season, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are making a comeback. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe your stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Robbins Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, we'll get to that story about the doctor blowing the whistle on the hospital's transgender clinic, which is wild. This clip of Peter Ducey asking White House spokesperson John Kirby about well, Lloyd Austin, Secretary of Defense. You know, it, nobody knows what's going on. And the way Ducey asked the question... This was something to me. More broadly, why should we believe anything that this administration tells us about anything ever again? I think we all recognize, and I think the Pentagon has been very, very honest with themselves about uh, (laughs) the the challenge to, to, to credibility by what by what has transpired here and by what and by uh, uh, how how hard it was for them to be fully transparent with the American people. <laughs> All right, that was definitely Corrine Jean-Pierre wearing a John Kirby mask, right? No, she was standing to the yeah. side. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I hear you. It wasn't quite as ponderous, but pretty close. Yeah, he usually doesn't get that rattled. Wow. He didn't what to say there. No, he did not. Why should we believe anything? And then there's the follow-up. But if the administration is going to go to such great lengths to keep secrets about the defense secretary's health, how can anybody be certain that the administration would not go to the same lengths to keep secret problems with President Biden's health in the future? If if you could logically argue, and you can't, but if you could logically argue that the administration... years old. Wait a second. Just give me a second what? here, uh, I'll get there. If... 
if the administration made some sort of Machiavellian effort uh, across the board to, to, to keep this from getting public, then I think your question has merit and, and certainly is a fair one. I don't think it's a fair one because that's not what happened here, Peter. It's not, it's not good. It's certainly not good, which is why, again, we want to learn from this. Well, we want to learn from it. Yeah. It's not already in place. We, w- we want to learn from this that, you know, maybe the president should know if his defense secretary is in the ICU due to complications from a potentially, well, deadly illness. Yes. And again, they're reviewing procedures. Yeah, I like that one. Are you joking? Yeah. They're reviewing procedures. Is this a startup? I, I will. Procedure like a new what? small business? Tell your boss if you're going to have surgery and you're going to be out for five days. Let him know. Yes. Like everybody else person, in America. Yes. That that it then is supposed to let someone know has the flu, then make the call, have someone text somebody so they know what's going on. Right. We currently have no one in charge. <laughs> it's I, it's crazy, man. I do love how he how Peter Ducey tied that back to Joe Biden's health because obviously the White House has been lying about uh Joe Biden's mental state. Which oh, I yeah. had this I got thought hairy legs. Right. I, I had this thought last night. What I really want at whatever debate that Joe Biden winds up showing up in, if he is still the nominee towards the general election date, I want them to end the debate by doing rapid-fire questions, asking him to name members of his cabinet. Oh, goodness. Hey, what's the name of your defense secretary? Uh, uh, you know, the guy that runs that outfit. Yeah. yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story today. Uh, Biggest story of the day. I think that's one of them still is that nobody really knows what's going on. Nobody's in charge. Right. I got hairy legs. (laughs) Joe Biden's got hairy legs. We do know that. Uh, At least we know that. I don't know if there is a chief waxer on staff. I'm not quite sure about that either. No one, not, 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 the history books will note it. The waxer had a facelift this week. Nobody t- didn't tell anybody, so right. currently yeah. don't have anyone. Actually, yeah, the, 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 the waxer has been diagnosed with lupus or something, and right, nobody yeah. knows. And right. It's terrible. The guy who runs that outfit over there. Yeah. yeah, that guy, he's in charge. All right, we'll get an update on that and much more straight ahead. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer. That's Scott Robbins. Okay. The Trumpster spoke. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump was in court yesterday making his case uh, that he has immunity from all the January 6th prosecutions, or really it's the post election stuff um, uh, from the 2020 election. Uh, because he says he was acting in his role as in his capacity as president of the United States to try to make sure that the uh, election was conducted fairly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he says, hey, looking for voter fraud and making these accusations, that was part of my job as commander in chief. Um, Now, here's part of what he told the media outside of the courtroom, and I I got a little chuckle out of this, I'll be honest. 
if I wasn't given immunity, then other presidents, when we talked about today, uh, President Obama with the drone strikes, which were very bad, uh, they were mistakes, terrible mistakes. Uh, you can't put a, uh, you really can't put a president in that position. So I think most people understand it and we feel very confident that eventually, uh, hopefully at this level, but eventually we win. A president has to have immunity. And the other thing is I did nothing wrong. We did nothing wrong. I don't know what cracks me up. Yeah, everything I did was excusable and I did nothing wrong. So I, I just like the little dig at Obama too. Cause I mean, it was the Obama administration that killed an American citizen without a trial that is true and so is obama going to be prosecuted for murder i mean what exactly is going to happen here that's a good question what's wrong with that <laughs> well a lot wrong with that dude bombed a wedding i mean you're talking about yes you bring that up and then you were talking about you know other presidents that have done things it was pretty interesting um, do you think people are really paying attention right now? I hear all the news stories about the Iowa caucuses and, you know, a lot of fervor around that. When I'm just talking with people, I don't hear it come up very much. Is that because a lot of the people I talk to just figure it's a foregone conclusion that yeah, it's going I, to be yeah, Trump? I think so. I, it's not a horse race. I mean, are you hearing from your friends a no, lot about... No, nothing. I mean, really nothing. Silence. David? No. That's... That's what's been so interesting for the people really, really plugged in, especially like the pro-DeSantis and pro-Trump crowd. Right. And then you got Nikki Haley over there, too, how viciously they're going back and forth at one another, because it does feel like kind of like, yeah, well, I mean, let me know if Trump uh, is in trouble once the voting starts. But it seems like Trump's going to be the nominee. So who cares? Yeah, that's, that, what that's it feels kind like. of the way I, I, you know, and again, we're all sitting there going, who finished the second, I guess. And I know Nikki Haley's made some noise in New Hampshire and has gained a lot of ground she there. She has gained a lot of ground. Well, they're urging Christie to drop out because I guess the second choice of Christie voters is Nikki Haley. Okay. But again, we'll see what happens. But right now, at least, it is mostly the people that are really, you know, ingrained in politics that are talking about those things, not just regular people. Okay. Um Big scene on Capitol Hill today with Hunter yeah. Biden. Yeah, the House of Representatives had a uh, hearing over contempt of Congress charges against Hunter Biden or forwarding contempt of uh, 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 Congress because uh, Hunter Biden refused to comply with the subpoena a while back. Uh, Hunter Biden showed up. Uh, that was very unexpected, but he got the show that he wanted um, because there were some, uh, I mean, Democrats were ridiculous uh, screeching about insurrection and blah, blah, all this nonsense. Um, or in one case, erections, apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Different hearing, I believe. But anyway, um, uh, but Republicans, I thought, just sort of took the bait and fell into the trap by shouting and trying to make a big show out of this whole thing while Hunter Biden was there in attendance, Nancy Mace being chief among them. Um, first of all, my first question is who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. Um, second question, you are the epitome of white privilege, coming into the Oversight Committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here and... M Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. 
Mr. Chairman, um, if the, the, lady if the general, if the general lady wants to hear from Hunter Biden, we can hear from him right now, Mr. Chairman. Let's take a vote and hear from Hunter Biden. What are you afraid of? Hold on, hold on. You're glazing over, Scott. That stuff loses me quickly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that gavel hammering and people yelling and it's just, okay, enough. Yeah, I think a lot of people are that you way. Know, I mean, he could have proved he had a spare, I guess, if he would have, you know, right there. Then he really wins. Yes. Because he gets to control it. See, here's the thing. He's a smug jackass and he needs to be called out. Sure. I mean, frequently. Because he has absolutely looked at into the face of authority and just went, screw you, I'll do what I want. The art crap, we don't know who bought it and who paid for it. And I mean, we have ideas. Well, he knows who they were. I know he does. The lied about that. I mean, dude. But I mean, the, it goes all, on and on. The evidence is there. The guy. To prove the family but corruption. I, I absolutely think the guy thinks in his brain he's bulletproof. Nothing going to get him. And he well, may be this right. Was, this was planned. I mean, it's not like Joe didn't know this was going to happen today, that Hunter went rogue and decided know. to show up there on his own. This is all planned from Democratic operatives. He didn't know the Secretary of Defense was in the hospital, so I well, don't know that. what he knows and what he doesn't know. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. You know, who knows? I don't know, man. I guess the real question is, by giving the line about the balls, is that a score? No. Or does that kinda, make you well, look bad? That's kind of... <laughs> no, because... Like, because, as you heard, one of the Democrat members of that committee say, hey, we can bring him on right now to testify. Yeah. So, and it sounds like he would be willing to do that. So it just looks like, right. I don't know, you're just, I mean, far be it for me to call somebody else a potty mouth, but you know, you just you just yeah. sort of look like an idiot to me. Well, there is a clickbait thing going on, too, you know. I mean, that garners a headline. We're playing it. Other people are going to play that clip, you know. That's the one that will get attention. And you're going to look like the tough-as-nails badass, you know. Well, trans activists are already very disgusted with Nancy Mace for bringing up testicles. Right. Okay, I haven't seen that yet, but you could figure it's going to happen. They're assuming a lot, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which brings me to the story I saw at Daily Wire. Um And this is wild, and I'm happy there are people like this guy out there. The headline, a doctor blew the whistle on his hospital's transgender clinic. Now the feds are trying to ruin his life. I've seen things like this before. Um, It goes back to June 23rd of last year. Ethan Haim is the guy's name. Supposed to be one of the best days of his life, as the story goes. His family was visiting for his graduation from his medical residency and the official start of his career as a general surgeon. And yet he felt like it was the single greatest accomplishment of his life. His graduation was a big deal for him. But then there was a loud knock on his apartment door. It was two agents from the Department of Health and Human Services alerting him that he was the target of a criminal investigation. Mm. Why? Because he blew the whistle on the transgender clinic that was happening in Texas at Baylor College of Medicine. And he had told Christopher Rufo about it, and Rufo reported on it, and people were out to find who was the leaker. And they ended up finding him. And you, I mean, it's a long story. You can check it out. Um, but in the end, he doesn't regret it. Said, it is my responsibility as a doctor, as a physician, to expose this to the public. If I don't, then this abuse can continue. 
I knew that future generations, like my children, would never be able to forgive me if they knew I had a chance to do something and I decided to stay silent. It requires average, everyday doctors to stand up and speak out against things like this about these surgeries on kids, puberty blockers, all of this stuff, the crap that they call gender-affirming care. Wow, man. So I reached this unavoidable conclusion that the Texas Children's Hospital is providing this outward appearance that they shut down the program when in actuality within the hospital, it's a very high priority. And this is brought up a lot. And it's so true. You can't underestimate how much money these people are making. It's an entire industry. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember the actual numbers, but it was crazy. And, And remember, 60 Minutes got ripped by the left for doing a whole piece on this. That's what, a couple of years ago now, or at least a year and a half, of all of the clinics that have popped up in the United States within the last five to 10 years. Yeah. I mean, it's a money-making machine, and one of the uh, ways I think that a lot of the people promoting this stuff really tell on themselves is that they're insisting more and more on doing things sort of under the table. Yes. If this is really life-affirming, life-saving care, you wouldn't be trying to do it in the shadows. And in a state that banned it, for example, you would say, okay, well, we're going to set up shop somewhere else because we think this is life-saving. Um, but instead they're just kind of, they're, they're going to stay in the shadows because they know that they can make a lot of money, uh, doing this, preying on desperate parents whose kids are in really bad shape. Oh, and that whole thing of, well, do you want them to kill themselves? Yeah. And the research doesn't back that up either. It's flat out evil. On a lighter note, um, from the consumer electronics show. It's always, you know, different things being written about when that's happening. There's some new workout clothes that you can get. Um, and they will deliver electric shocks while you exercise. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess wow. motivation or is it muscle I, stimulus? It's not really like a cattle prod, really. Like you're just moving too slow. Yep. Like, hey, move on. Um, it's, it's one of those, it's called Wee Stim. The shocks are apparently so slight, you can barely feel them. And some people don't even feel them at all. They've got a tiny bit of silver stitched in to take the static electricity from your own movement and then deliver a microcurrent to your muscles. It's supposed to reduce muscle fatigue Hmm. by 6%, which improves workout performance by 30%. Gain, Scott. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. It's going beast mode, man. How much does one of this workout clothing cost one? Uh, between sixty and a hundred bucks. Well, that's not terrible. I mean, I've heard of more expensive. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But if you could actually feel it, like if you start slowing down a little bit as a prodder, <laughs> yeah, I right. wonder if that would. I wonder if that would sell even more. Uh, it might. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, you're not keeping up the pace. You want goals? You got to work at it. Keep going. It's like your own personal trainer. Yeah. Crack that whip. Pants are yelling at you. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Okay, David has an update of the Israel-Hamas war and more to get to straight ahead.
imagine getting ahead of your irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC by treating it with Linzess. Then you could start proactively managing your constipation with belly pain and get ahead of your symptoms. Talk to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine what could relief from IBSC mean for you. Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. This report is sponsored by IBM. Oil and gas companies are constantly adapting to a rapidly changing landscape. IBM's Institute for Business Value surveyed 2,000 executives in 25 countries for the Digital Energy Company of the Future study. What they learned is that price volatility, aging infrastructure, and more are in a balancing act with increased customer expectations and disrupted ecosystems. Phil Spring, IBM Consulting Energy and Resources Leader. For these companies, this is about transitioning to a future of low-carbon energy and products, but it is also about value and profit as well as purpose. So of the companies that we surveyed, what we refer to as visionary vanguards, they are taking transformative action. They're using digital technologies and data, and they're integrating sustainability into their investment cases to help transform to the digital energy company of the future. If oil and gas companies stay focused on implementing database decision-making, embedding AI and automation in the business, and aligning sustainability goals with digital transformation, they will be on their way to becoming the digital energy companies of the future. To learn more, visit ibm.com IBV. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So, are we to hear one of the worst things coming out of the Israel-Hamas war is what it's doing as far as the effect on the climate? Yeah, the climate change cult cannot let this go. Everything, every conversation, anything going on in the world always has to go back to the doomsday prophecy that they, have obs- that they are obsessed with. Uh, The Guardian wrote this up. The planet warming emissions generated during the first two months of the war in Gaza were greater than than the annual carbon footprint of more than 20 of the world's most climate vulnerable nations. (laughs) New research reveals. Mm. According to the study, the experts say the climate. Who are the experts? Of the the first 60 days of Israel's military response was equivalent to burning at least 150,000 tons of coal. Okay. All right. All right. Speaking of climate change, because, you know, that's what they always say. You know, the, uh, the experts, you know, they've decided. And they're all together on this. No, they're not. They, you can get some that will agree, hey, we've got to do something, but we've got 75 years. Another one say 100 and another person might say, well, we got until like 2040. It, it, none of it's decided. And then you have some people like Dr. Willie Soon. Tucker Carlson talked to him. Mm-hmm. He's just like, cool your jets on all of it. He studied it. He thinks it's coming from the sun. I don't know if you're familiar with this no, guy. I'm Astrophysicist, not. 
um, 31 years at Harvard and then left. And, well, this is what he had to say. I'll just play the clip. On the climate change issue, I'm fully convinced. After all these years, even though we may not know exactly what is causing climate change, we suspect it's the sun. We have a lot of evidence to show that it's probably the sun. Very high percentage, you know, like was, I would say 90% were sure, but not 100%. Okay, so not 100%, 90 That right there sounds actually more honest than most of the people that are convinced and give you a concrete answer because they really oh, yeah. don't know. Well, of course they don't really know. But he, he, he went off on Al Gore, too. And John Kerry saying they pretend to know. They are talking as if they are a pseudo god. They're god themselves. I mean, these people are so ambitious that, in some sense, I think we have to keep their ambition down a little bit. Yeah. I mean, these people are not contented, just like what you put out there. If you you cannot be ambitious when you're contented. But these people are so out of their mind in some sense that I think it's misleading. And somebody had to speak out against them. I think you are one of those who consistently point out their hypocrisy, right? And I really find that the whole problem of this global warming is a complete nothing, which means we should do nothing about it. Just go on and live life and adapt to it. What? <laughs> what? Well, I mean, it, it is kind of true. Yeah, you I try know. to adapt. And to if adapt. you can find other energy sources that are uh, more efficient than oil and gas, then by all means do it. But you haven't cracked that code just yet, have you? No. He sounds like the guy working on the serum to save the superhero in a movie. <laughs> like he's working, he's in the lab working on the serum. I have a very close to coming up with serum. <laughs> you know what? I'm watching this interview last night. Someone asked me, are you going to play any of this on the show? I'm like, yeah, maybe. And there was one part where he said, Oh, Tucker, thank you for asking me that question. <laughs> right. And I said uh, said something about the accent, and I'm like, I'm not going to say anything, but I don't think Robbins will be able to help himself. Okay. And you fulfilled it, bro. Just... Right there. Give well me done. five more minutes. I will have serum. Wait a second. That didn't sound Asian. It's kind of a German-Asian <laughs> Yeah, <mix>. that was. <laughs> yeah, just, just that sort of conglomeration there. With a little Hispanic. With just a, just a hint flare. of Hispanic, yes. <laughs> Gerhard Ming Sanchez. That's who that is. <laughs> yes. Gerhard Ming Sanchez. <laughs> the melting pot and Scott all at one time. That's it. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Hey, it's Jamie Markley. David Van Camp. Me, Scott Robbins. From the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Where we turn mundane into madness. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening on the radio. But have you dared to join in the fun online? Follow us on Instagram for video and behind-the-scenes content. Hey, is that a good idea that we do that? Sure, why not? You can also yell at us on X or Twitter. It's that thing Elon Musk runs. And Facebook, because Grandma deserves a daily dose of Markley Van Camp and Robin. Yeah, stop doom-scrolling and stalking your old high school classmates. Search NBCR Show on Instagram, X, and Facebook. Because life's too short for boring radio shows. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. As always, thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Uh-huh. David's got something fresh. What's up? Uh, yeah, so we talked about this a little bit that um, the city of New York decided to move a bunch of migrants from Floyd Bennett Field, a facility that they put up there, because there was going to be wind and rain and potentially severe weather and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They moved them into a high school. And so that high school had to go remote. So a lot of parents in New York are a little upset by this. It's like, hey, dude, I just got my kid back into a regular schedule, and now you're telling me that because of this border crisis, I've got to figure out child care or I've got to figure out what to do with my kid because um, y'all can't do your jobs. Basically. So obviously that's a problem, right? Well, Peter Ducey from Fox News asked the White House for their thoughts on it, and Corrine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, um, sort of said, well, this is a New York City decision. And then Peter Ducey said, but you say you care about working families. What about those working families? Thanks, Green. First, uh, a whole high school in New York is having remote classes today because the building was needed to house people who came into this country illegally. So what is the president's priority in this case? Is it the migrants or is it the students? So let me just uh, just clear this up a little bit. Um, so yesterday, New York City informed us that as a precaution, uh, they would temporarily relocate migrants staying at Floyd Bennett Field to a nearby high school. As of this morning, all migrants have returned to the facility at Floyd Bennett Field. And so anything specific as to the program and what decided to do and all of the specifics to that, I would certainly refer you to New York City uh, for any additional questions. But if a working parent had to call out to stay home with their kid today, isn't this Biden immigration policy literally taking money out of people's pockets? So let me just, let me just say, I'm going to actually go back to your first question for a second because I think I do need to address that, which is, um, You know, when it comes to education, migrants, the economy, the president deals with multiple issues all at once. That is his job. There are multiple things happening all at once. And as it relates to this particular question that you're asking me about in New York City, that is something that New York City needs to answer to. That is a a process that they took, so they have to answer to that. Uh, And as it relates to migrants and what's happening at the border, look, the president has taken this issue very seriously, very seriously (laughs) by making sure that on his first day, which is almost three years, it'll be a couple weeks, it'll be three years ago, that he put forward a comprehensive immigration legislation. Yes. Yeah, that's I mean, exactly what he did. I think it's funny because uh, actually the migrants that are in the quote unquote migrants that are in New York City are actually the responsibility not of New York City, not of Eagle Pass, Texas, not of San Antonio, Texas, not of Chicago. They are the responsibility of the federal government. Yes, they are. So they're basically saying, hey, we created this problem, but it's <laughs> your problem now. That's exactly it. And then, you know, as far as the voting goes in the 2024 election, see some of the stories coming out about what's really legal and what's not and how the states can determine whether or not you have to show proof of citizenship in this country. Yeah. And you don't. That's got to get tightened up. Didn't you just assume that there was a federal law? You did. I mean, I did. You just I did. too. You just assume that stuff. I know. It's like, uh, nope. No. By the way, uh, and just, you know, sort of an inside politics story, I guess, that's going on is John Kirby, White House spokesperson, along with Corrine Jean-Pierre, 
they don't get along very good. No. That was an Axios story. Well, that that they're at each other quite a bit, and he doesn't like it that she doesn't want him to just call on people to ask questions himself. She wants to do it. I thought the whole reason he has to come out there is to handle the tough topics that she can't handle. Yeah, I, that's probably why why she resents him a little bit. I mean, I've always wondered what that dynamic was really like because, I mean, granted, she does great for someone who was kicked in the back of the head at, by a mule as a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, that's that's a real <laughs> glass ceiling shattered right there. Mule kick survivors in the White House. But, but you know, I, 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 I when you hear her in interviews saying, I know that I'm a historic figure, I think she probably does think she's nailing this gig. Oh, come on. Really? And that she resents it that, that somebody else has to come in and help. She doesn't think she's a diversity hire? I, I mean, I know we're not. getting into mind reading here, but when you have to have someone else come out and answer the tough questions, that kind of tells you something, doesn't I, it? I don't think she thinks she is, though. Maybe. I, I mean, suppose I, if you're surrounded in a bubble with people that tell you how great you are right. all the time. And, you know, I see constantly on social media posts about how to identify a narcissist. I'm like, well, everybody's a narcissist in the world of the person who hates the narcissist. They're the narcissist. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, so they don't know they are, and and they don't see themselves in the hypocrisy. They don't get it. Yeah. So in her case, I do think she, she thinks she's brilliant. She's been told that her whole life, I'm sure. All right, we got to get to this other story. Did someone actually say that Trump wanted to murder members of the Senate? God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real? Oh, for real? Yeah. So Donald Trump in court yesterday, uh, pleading an immunity case uh, related to the post-election stuff that went on in 2020 and early 2021. His lawyers are saying, "Hey, he can't be prosecuted because he wasn't impeached and convicted first. So there was back and forth with one of the judges who asked something like, so he could order SEAL Team 6 to murder a political rival. And the lawyer said, well, the remedy would be impeachment, conviction, then legal prosecution, and goes on and on and on. It says, really, what we're arguing here is not something that grievous. It's sort of saying, well, this looks like political retribution, which is what the founders were worried about, which is why they had an impeachment process not involving criminal courts. So now, because of all this hypothetical nonsense, the headlines are out there claiming Trump wants to kill his political rivals. Oh, my gosh. Democrats have pounced on it. Maybe they've seized on it. <laughs> not really sure. Uh, here's Representative Jamie Raskin. Oh, not him. Yeah, him. Oh. What's to keep him from murdering members of the Senate to make what? sure that he doesn't get convicted there in order to deny a two-thirds majority? He could kill them, and then uh, he can't be impeached or convicted because he's murdered his opposition, okay. and he can't be prosecuted for it because he hasn't been impeached or convicted. Now, of it. course, Trump's argument is utterly ludicrous. Nobody's ever even attempted uh, such an absurd argument in American history, but it shows you how outlandish and deranged uh, Donald Trump's worldview is at this point, and it's very dangerous because all of it revolves around political violence. The, the, political violence? You the, keep talking about an insurrection. Was the guy ever charged with insurrection? Right. Of course not. Well, because there's no proof to it. And and the judge is the one who asked about political violence, not Trump's lawyers and not Trump himself. Okay, I don't know what it looks like as far as Democrats go. You have an idea because I think the latest or the latest polling was eighty percent think he should be off the ballot. 
because of the, quote, insurrection. Mm-hmm. But for independents, I would say people that aren't brainwashed, this looks like desperation. I mean, more and more every day. Oh, we know what the game plan is. The game plan is to spook the electorate as much as possible. Throw whatever you want at them. It doesn't have to be true. I don't think it's working. I don't think it's going to work either. However, that is they're clearly giving away where they're going with this. I mean, we had Dark Brandon again. I understand. Screaming but, and yelling. But I and, think people... It, People have turned the page, and they're starting to see it for what it is. I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that is that is what they're going to do. Oh, sure. And Raskin just upped the ante again. Well, he's going to kill. He's going to kill people in the Senate. It's Biden and the black church and yeah, right. stoking, you know, yeah, that's racism. What you, that's what all they do. that stuff. When you have nothing to run on, no successes to run on, you have to create something. But you look at polling. Look at the black vote. Hispanic vote. It's not going the way Democrats need it yeah, to go. It isn't. It's really interesting. And I had a clip earlier of Glenn Lowry and John McCorder. They do a podcast together. If you're unfamiliar, um, both black men, um, one from Brown University, one from Columbia, they're brilliant and they speak their mind. And to me, they've always just been very reasonable people. You may not agree with them on everything, but certainly very intelligent people and have these conversations sometimes involving race that I always think are worth listening to. And they were talking about the downfall of Claudine Gay. And within that, Lowry brought up politics and the game plan, really, from the Democrats, but also talking about affirmative action and, you know, why there are some people on the left that don't understand the damage that's being done by affirmative action. But yeah, check out um, what Lowry had to say here as he leads it into talking about, you know, just politics. And the politics of it, the, the unctuous way in which uh, left of center politicians cultivate the loyalties of black people by appealing to their uh, status as victims. And, you know, white supremacy going to get your mama, this kind of Joe Biden-esque way of talking to black people. And the universities are actually letting themselves off the hook. They're not actually developing black talent. They're cream skimming and looking the other way and not applying the same standards of assessment. And that's ultimately disrespectful. And black people who love affirmative action, who are mad at Clarence Thomas and can't understand why he hates affirmative action, are selling ourselves short. Yeah, it's true. And, boy, at least from, you know, what I see online, you're seeing more and more outspoken black conservatives talking about everything that's happened, especially over the last 10 to 15 years. Mm -hmm. You don't have to settle for what they give you as crumbs from the table. That's your choice. You don't have to settle for it. You can, you can actually say... Uh, I'll play when I'm ready to play. Don't don't do anything for me. Don't don't do me any favors. You can take that attitude into your into your work life and into your professional life. But you've been seduced. You've been, you know, corrupted. You sold your soul. And it's a. I would say it's worth checking out if you like what you heard there. I like those guys. Uh, on a lighter note, uh, if you're a dude, you don't need to change your underwear every day. I didn't say that. No. Yeah, you do. I didn't say that. 
That's what top dermatologists are saying. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you trust that or not. The experts. Yes. They say in situations with minimal activity and no sweating, changing every other day may be acceptable. Minimal activity. Well. Define minimal. (laughs) Let's say, I mean, we sit here for a good part of the day. Yeah. Say that it's a particular day you didn't get your exercise. You just went and watched TV afterward or you did whatever. You played with your cats and you got your blankies and your yeah, okay. exotic right. oils or whatever. It. I got it. And, right. and you just didn't do much. They're saying you don't need to change them out the next day, Scott. Well, I'm changing it out no matter what I do yeah, afterwards. I, you, I, you do what you do, but not me. Hey, I didn't, this isn't my research. These are top dermatologists. Yes. Um, and then the question comes up, well, what did they say about women? Well, I, that didn't come up. I think they thought that was more of an obvious thing. Okay. I'll let you explain why, Scott. I I have no idea why, Jamie. (laughs) Nobody wants to really touch that on the show right now. No, I have no clue. Do you need to say? No, I'm going to leave that one alone. Yeah. Uh, But if you are exercising, whatever you would, but... uh, just sitting down, isn't that enough? If you're sitting down hours well, a day in those underwear? Yeah, yeah I kind of think. I mean, if you've turned one around earlier on in the day, okay. there's... Oh, see. No matter know. how clean you get, I mean, it's still got the... Yes. Yeah, I mean... And it gets swampy. It's particles, just... It's, they're swamped. Yeah. stuff touching cloth. Yeah, I'm not... <laughs> got time to see, do, here we go. Do the wash. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, oh, ESG, Corporate America. We're at a crossroads, kids. We'll get to that much more coming up. Imagine it's the last ride, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are taking you for a ride. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about treating it with Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. You never know what's going to happen from one day to the next. That's why it's so important to plan ahead. Start the new year with Policy Genius. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies. In just a few clicks, you can find your lowest price. Even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just 292 bucks per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed, award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Save time and money and give your family a financial safety net with Policy Genius. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com
All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. If I say ESG, what does that mean to you? David, Scott? Oh, it's a social credit system that is imposed on uh, corporations in order, and not, not really imposed, they willingly accept it uh, in order to get access to more cash. Yeah, I would say I would say imposed is probably an accurate statement too. Wait. But yeah, I mean it's sort of like, yeah. hey, you want access to this money, yeah. then you've got to Here's basically check do. every liberal box that we can imagine that we uh, can come extorted, up. Extortion, yeah, yes. from the black rocks of the world, Vanguard, yeah. Such. Mm-hmm. So there's this piece in the Wall Street Journal. I don't know if they know what to make of it all, but they say it's a dirty word now in corporate America, ESG, and so executives are switching to saying other things instead of ESG, like responsible business. Oh, okay. That's what they're doing. So as the story goes, following years of simmering investor backlash, political pressure, and legal threats over environmental, social, and governance efforts, a number of business leaders are now making a conscious effort to avoid the once widely used acronym for such initiatives. On earnings calls, many chief executives now employ new approaches. Stripping away the title ESG, and coached up to say responsible business. But a lot of these companies, they're not going to do anything different. They're just not going to talk about it. Right, they're not going to use the word ESG. Exactly. Some are. They're stripping some things away. Um, But they quote this dude, Daryl Brewster. used to be the Kraft and Nabisco exec. Now he uh, is in front of this nonprofit. Okay. Seems like it's pretty profitable. There are more more than 200 companies focused on social impact. I'm guessing he's making some cash from that. Probably. Anyway, um, ESG is complicated. Said, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, people don't understand. No, I think the problem is people started to understand it. Yeah. Right, exactly. And they revolted. Yeah. Um, And as the story goes, you know, this term ESG gained momentum after the United Nations used it about 20 years ago. So that's where it comes from. Um, it says, over time, the effort became divisive, derided by some state officials as woke capitalism and criticized by others for putting too much focus on measurement and disclosure requirements. So then it gets to the part where, well, about 8% of CEOs are ramping down their ESG programs. The rest are staying the course, but often making changes on how they handle them. And basically how they talk about them. Yeah. Now I always think about, you know, what we've talked about before as far as, you know, you're investing in your own retirement. Figure out where that money's going. What it's supporting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? If yeah. you're not down with the whole ESG thing. Because you see, well, BlackRock, they just had to lay off a bunch of people. Yeah. It's a few hundred DEI people, actually. Yeah. That's really well, funny. What's that say? Yeah. Exactly. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Money talks. Okay, David, biggest story today. Uh, Biggest story of the day. uh, Hunter Biden shows up to the uh, House hearing on whether or not they're going to hold him in contempt of Congress for ignoring a subpoena. Sparks were flying Hunter Biden defiant. uh, Somebody in the hallway asked what his favorite type of, of crack is. Um. I mean, there are different Where we grades. learned that there are more than one kind. Well, yeah, I that. mean, there's, yeah. you know, different grades. Uh, some is cut with baby aspirin, and you got to be careful about that stuff, you know? Um, so 
anyway, I don't know yeah. if Hunter ever went bottom of the barrel with that stuff, did he? Didn't he say he sniffed Parmesan cheese because he was so desperate? Yeah, he oh, got duped. Yeah. Right. Yeah, maybe he did go low grade on that. All right, we'll get an update on that. And the Robin's trifecta straight ahead. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, you got another update, huh, David? Yeah, Alejandro Mayorkas, the Department of Homeland Security Secretary. Uh, news is coming out about this now. Uh, while he was down at the southern border in Eagle Pass, he had a closed-door meeting with some officials there. Someone tased him. My nope. dream came true. No, nobody tased him. <laughs> oh. Uh, however... Uh, he is saying that, uh, you know, more than 85% of the migrants apprehended at the southern border are being released into the United States. You know, before it was somewhere around 70%, and I think a lot of people were sort of shocked at that. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, uh, so he's saying above 80, 85% of migrants apprehended at the border uh, are being released. But he is saying we are doing everything we can within a broken system. No, you're not. To incentivize non-citizens to lawful pathways to impose consequences on those who do not and to reduce irregular migration. I, we need the George Costanza rule then. If, that's, yeah. if he's being honest, if he feels like he's being honest there, the answer is whatever you think will work, do the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, first, just give the message to the world. You can't come in. We're not doing this. What was it? We've got asylum hearings until 2032? Yeah, I mean, years out. Okay. So there's no more room. Okay, we're holding this now. We'll address it when we've got a handle on what's already happened. Because you got thousands more coming. So he says 85% are in, right? Yeah. What percentage of those are cartel members? Uh, that's a really good question. They don't know. Don't know. They don't know. How many from Ecuador? They Since Ecuador's in the news, you had know. that crazy attack yesterday. Don't know with that the cartels either. there. Nope. Don't know. They take over what a TV station, yeah. holding the anchor at gunpoint. You they, saw somebody get killed on TV. Yeah, they were they were uh, executing people in various locations as part of this massive wave of gang violence that's occurred. So the dudes that come through the southern border, we're just to trust. They're just good people. Right. Looking to escape uh, tyranny. You can see it in their But we eyes. have no idea. Yeah. Okay. So we don't know the answer to that. We don't know. We don't know how many possible terrorists from the Middle East. We have no idea. Nah. Okay. But he's going to keep saying we're doing everything possible. Well, the border's closed. And blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. All right. 
You ready for your big three, Scott? Yeah, let's All go. All right, here we go. Are you ready? One, One two, look at my shoes. It's the three most important news stories <laughs> of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, the Scott Robbins trifecta. His top three today helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Yeah. By the way, doesn't tell the truth with me very often either. Who, Mayorkas? No, or Casey Kasem. I asked him, are you coming over this weekend? He always says, yes, never does. Okay. Mama told me not to come. Yeah, that's not true. I'm you ready. Don't show up. He says, yes, you should shock him next time. <laughs> three. Uh, number three, Florida's Surgeon General has spoken about the uh, COVID vaccines again. Uh, yeah, this is interesting. Uh, Florida Surgeon General, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, called for a, quote, halt to the use of mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. Press release that was re- that was sent out to X yesterday, among other places. In the statement, uh, he wrote, The U.S. Food and Drug Administration and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have always played it very fast and loose with the COVID-19 and the safety of it, particularly the vaccine. Their failure to test for DNA integration with the human genome, yeah. as their guidelines dictate, when the vaccines are known now to be contaminated with a foreign DNA substance, it's intolerable. We're not going to do this anymore in Florida. No more. Well, that would be, I guess, another conspiracy theorist that turned out to be right. Yes. Well, what does Jimmy Kimmel say about it? <laughs> well... <laughs> We're, we're, we're not as educated as Mr. Kimmel is. Right. I'm sure you know, Dr. Ladapo is not either. No, not as, not as smart as Jimmy Kimmel is. Of course. Now, no on with the countdown. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day, up to number two. Uh, number two, uh, you're telling me PBS has a new doc- documentary about reparations. Yeah, they've released a new American reframe documentary about reparations. And the uh, taxpayer-funded network, just want to throw that in there. They went all in. Uh, They even found Father Brian Paulson of the Jesuit Conference of Canada and the United States to claim that reparations are something sacred. Paulson was shown asking what we are up against as we undertake this sacred mission is incalculable. People are pushing back, you see. So a montage of reparations critics were intermingled with reparations supporters to add to what the critics really mean when they begin. Senator Mitch McConnell is claiming, yeah, I don't think reparations for something that happened 150 years ago, for whom none of us are currently living, are responsible, is a really good idea. Now, they're pushing the argument that if it's a not a good idea, then you are, in fact, a white supremacist and have white privilege. Okay. This is what PBS, about... man. They could start first. That public money should go to these people. Oh, I agree, yeah. I mean, they could lead the way. We're having this argument right now. And the, and the reason we're having this argument right now is because there are, there are people out there advocating for reparations. But who's really arguing? Be, because it gains political points. Yeah. It's an election year. And Here it's we nice go. to know my money every week when I look at what goes out is funding crap like this yeah. and the countdown continues yeah. the scott robbins trifecta brought to you by no i'm just kidding casey Kasem. yes and finally and the mrna vaccine <laughs> one yeah, right. number one uh, you want to talk about a missouri math teacher who is in a little bit of trouble well david i want you to know that uh, this missouri math teacher 
awaits extradition. She's in Texas right now. doesn't say where. After she was tracked down on a warrant for allegedly having sex with one of her 16-year-old students and other teenagers were used as lookouts. So they were in the classroom, and the other they had some kids on the out. You know how you used to do it in the bathroom when you were smoking? You had some guy with the cracked open the door. Why did you look at me? Somebody's coming, somebody's coming. I didn't well, smoke I in the bathroom. Of course not. I know you didn't. You're a good boy. <laughs> you would never do something like that. <laughs> but uh, so they were being used. So this woman's name is Holly Nicole Clifton Carmack. She's 26. Four names. Yeah, four names. She's a four-namer. Was suspected of fleeing the state of Missouri to avoid her arrest for sexual contact with a student. Fourth-degree child molestation, second-degree statutory rape, first-degree child endangerment. These are serious charges. Now, here's where it gets weird. The kid's father, his name is Mark Creighton, was also charged with child endangerment and jailed on an $80,000 bond last Thursday. He knew that the teacher, when she would come to their house, was having sex with his son. And here's what he said. You're going to do it anyway. Might as well do it here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, to, my goodness. I swear to God. That's his way. defense. But, by the way, she was arrested in Garden Ridge, Texas, which is okay. uh, like uh, 30 minutes away from my house. Just saying. You might have run into her at. Uh, I, I might have. At the store, at the you gas know, station? Yeah, gas station or something on your way home. Who knows? Um, but anyway, so they've extradited her. She'll be sent back now to face those mm-hmm. charges. Um, and I have to tell you, David, you saw the picture. I saw the picture. She's attractive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't. So get- you're saying you're, you get the feeling right now people are wondering. I'm getting the that feeling it? right now, yeah, that people are, in fact, wondering. I'm also getting the feeling how many guys, if they were being honest, were like, where was this teacher at when I was 16? Right. Oh, come on. It's really funny that you, like, you totally judge the dad, and then you're like, well, where was she when I was a kid? I know. I didn't say that. I said people are oh, saying. people are saying. David, gotcha. I, would, I wouldn't say something like that. No. Okay. If you want to ask a few questions this, because, okay, if we start at the baseline, this is wrong. Say so it's just wrong. Yeah, it okay. is. All right. How old is she? Twenty six. Twenty six. Would it be different if she was twenty two? No, it's a student. Okay. What if he's seventeen and she's twenty one? Does that change it at all? Is he still in school? Yeah. No. So that that's just that's. Would it be different if she's twenty one, he's seventeen, or she was thirty? Three and he was seventeen. Mm, not in the eyes it's of all, the law, it wouldn't. No, I'm asking you. I think morally it might, yeah, because the twenty one seventeen, you can kind of go, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, those are the conversations. Now, and then, if, as a dad, let me ask you this. Yes. Okay, that was your son. Now yeah. let's say it was your daughter. You look at it different. Oh no, hell yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yep. A twenty six year old male student and my sixteen year old daughter. Yeah. 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 Of course. I, I mean, that's the double standard, right? I mean, it is. It is. But I have yet to talk to a dad that said that they felt the same way in both situations. Well, no, of course not. Right. No. No, totally Because we're that. still dragging our knuckles on the ground and breathing through our mouth. Yeah. Well, there's that's a, probably a conversation for another time. It is, I don't think but... it's just knuckle dragging. Um, and I don't think we have time for this right now. Uh, and there you have it. <laughs> uh, David was spooned recently. Yeah. What? 
I don't know the whole story. Spoon? Not not by this former teacher, by the way. No, Just, yeah. No, it was something that we wanted to at least bring up on the show at some point. He said, well, I'll just tell you on the show. And I don't know exactly what happened. I know you threw your back out last week. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why the story about the teacher made me think of, hey, you never told the spooning story. Yeah, well, I mean, I, uh, I, I, I tell it real quick if you want. Sure. All right. Yeah, so I, I had a little muscle tear in my back. Um, yeah. And I've been trying to kind of work through it. It's probably going to take a couple months to fully heal. Um, but there, I, I went to see somebody who was going to help with the other like connective tissue to make sure that the pressure is being taken off of the injured area. Yeah. And so one of the things, and maybe there's a physical therapist out there who can tell me that I got molested, but I don't know. Uh, but what happened mm-hmm. was this very large man, very strong man, sat me down on a bench and then like kind of tilted me over. And then he says, now I'm going to grab you real tight. And he did grab me real tight, like around the, the chest area all the way around because the tear is in my in the middle of my did back. You, did you say on a bench? Like a, on a bench? Like on a bench, yeah. This was in an office, though. In not an in office, yeah. No, okay. it, wasn't, okay. it wasn't at a bus stop. <laughs> I just, you didn't yeah. meet somebody just out yeah. in the public. Hey, I can fix your back. Yeah, the, okay, the guy just with the shopping sure. cart asleep on the, <laughs> okay. on the bus stop bench rest, just says, rest. I can fix your back for you. No. Restroom of a Seven Eleven. Yeah, okay. right. So he like hooks his whole arm around me and then like brings me in tight to me, yeah. Uh, yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was playing the role of Demi Moore in Ghost in this part, <laughs> as he as he firmly, yeah, isolated the middle back muscles to try to make sure that nothing was moving there, and then yeah. with his other hand, gently. Yet firmly, massaged and moved my right shoulder to make sure that that was staying loose because that's part of recovery, is what I'm told. Did you feel better afterward? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it right now. Do you feel better having talked about it? I do a little bit, yes. Okay. Did you go home and cry in the shower? I did, yeah. Mainly because I I admit I liked it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, David. I think it was a professional setting. Yes. My other, only other question, for people that have listened to the show for a long time, they'll understand the reference. Um, For others, I guess we could sort of explain in a hurry. But uh, did this compare to the massage in Guam? No. Okay. That was different. You were more uncomfortable with that, even though your wife was present. The massage in Guam was molestation. I still can't uh, picture that, man, that was, because your wife is there, but you think yeah, she t- it, she wasn't just trying to get a part of you out of the it's way. A, it's a couple's the, massage. Okay. I'm there on it. was the first massage I'd ever gotten, and I'm laying down there, and a couple of times she, like, hefted the boys and relocated the boys, and hmm. I was very uncomfortable. Maybe that was just part of the culture. That's, that anyway, w- w- welcome to Guam. <laughs> but thank you for sharing that. Dang. Okay, switching gears. You know, the NFL playoffs are here. Yes. Um, it's a good time to check out prize picks. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about something happy right now. Yes, yes. absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, prize picks. It's the easiest way to do daily fantasy sports. You're not going up against professionals. You're not going up against the Sharks, you know, uh, or, or thousands of other players even. It's you against the numbers. So uh, here's the deal. You look at the stat projections and you pick, hey, more or less. That's simple. Okay. So you look at some examples. 
this weekend? Travis Kelsey, 89.5 receiving yards, more or less. Dak Prescott, 277.5 passing yards, more or less. It's pretty much that simple. How yeah. do you feel about the Dak one, by the way? I like it. I'm okay. not going to tell you right now. All right. Okay. Well, yeah, you, yeah, you, 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 do you think, you know, they'll get more or less than that? You just do your homework, you do your research, and then you put in your pick and sit back and enjoy the game. Price Picks offers a lot of projections, too, on any sport you watch, whether it's college football, NFL, NBA, NHL, PGA, college basketball, a whole lot more, too. And they have a reboot policy. Yeah, that, that means your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Yeah, you can get started right now. Go to pricepicks.com backslash MBCR and use code MBCR for a free deposit match up to 100 bucks. Again, that's pricepicks.com forward slash MVCR and use the code MVCR for the first deposit match up to $100. And as they say, prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. All right. Much more to get to. Well, we got to get to another news update uh, coming up in just a few. And, well, Nimrod's in the news. And did you know today is National Take the Stairs Day? <laughs> no. Do you always want to do that if you're on the 35th floor? No. Yeah. All right. More straight ahead. My doctor told me my blood pressure is borderline. I figured I could worry about it or do something about it. So I took control with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. It works safely and naturally to help maintain healthy blood pressure with a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals. And it's odor-free. I'm taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. Jackson Hewitt has a plan to get your tax refund fast with a buck, buck here, a buck, buck there, here, buck, there, buck, everywhere, buck, buck. You don't have to wait weeks for your tax refund. Get money sooner with a no-fee refund advance loan at Jackson Hewitt. On this loan, there's a money today guarantee. E-I-E-I-D-O. Settle for chicken feed. Get fast bucks at Jackson Hewitt today. No fee refund advance loans by Republic Bank offered to eligible clients. Money today guarantee if approved for a loan on a prepaid card. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Imagine it's the final game of the season, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are making a comeback. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe your stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. 
Oh, look at the time. Never when the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dean. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News today. David, your old stopping grounds, North Texas. They got a call about a stabbing. And they're like, what are you talking about, a stabbing? The guy wasn't stabbing people. He was stabbing random things outside a bar, like patio furniture. Oh, God. They tackled him, got the knife away. He was arrested. But, man, it was just a crazy scene. And that's Nimrods in the news.